And that's what all the riffraff sounds like after behind the bucket shoots at a college rodeo whenever Colin Telfer makes the whistle. Um, Colin Telfer is our guest today, my co-host Jay Jensen. We're actually on his bachelor party. And um, Colin, I'm going to say this wrong, so I'm just going to say Plant City. Where are you actually from? <laughs> uh, it's a town called Thanota Sassa, Florida, but I just say Plant City. Plant City. It's, um, I imagine announcers mess that up a lot. <clears throat> um, Colin's been in the college finals, um, Southeastern Circuit finals. He's a Florida man. Um, excellent bull rider, sitting top 20 in the world right now. Um, and then Jay, old Tarleton bull rider. <clears throat> we're on his bachelor trip right now, so we're down here on the river and uh, going to shoot an episode. So um, tell us, Colin, kind of, you know, how'd you get your start in bull riding and what, you know, brought about your rodeo career? Yeah, just when I was younger, I have a younger sister and uh, just kind of one of those deals. I don't come from a rodeo family, but we had a couple acres there in Florida. My sister wanted a horse, so my parents bought her a horse, uh, go to the little monthly youth rodeo near the house. I guess I just watched the bull riding and thought, man, I want to try that. That looks fun. And uh, got on my first steer at that youth rodeo. Uh, I don't even know if I rode him a jump, hit the ground right there. Pretty sure I was crying when I nodded my head, too. But uh, for whatever reason, I just wanted, I wanted to do it again. And then my mom always jokes around. She thought I'd get off that first one and be done with it. She thought I was just going to be a cute, you know, make for a cute little scrapbook picture or something. But uh, no, I fell in love with it and just kept on getting on them and enjoying it. Yeah, so I say now it's kind of consumed your life. It's what you do. You want to make your money. <clears throat> so... Um, let's, I want to talk about the wrestling first because I, I mean, I'm, you know I'm a huge fan. I don't know how to do it, but I'm a huge fan. T- tell us about wrestling and um, you know, kind of going through high school doing that. Yeah, so that wrestling was a big part of my life. That was I started when I was eight years old, and uh, pretty much four or five days a week, I was in a some sort of gym on wrestling mats, wrestling. Uh, wrestled in high school. I won a state title my freshman year, and for the longest time, like, that was the route I was going, was going to wrestle in college, and uh, it wasn't really till probably about sophomore year in high school when I was like, all right, uh, I like this riding bulls a lot more than wrestling, and uh, started looking at colleges for riding bulls instead, but uh, yeah, I, I wrestled for a long time, and that's one of those deals, like, if you're not passionate about it, you better not go to college and wrestle because it's a whole other level once you get there. You know, if you're going to go, you better be all in on it. And Well, another thing is, is you're kind of cutting yourself short and, you know, being humble like you always are, but you were you were top 20, like, recruits for that weight class in about the nation, correct? Yeah, so my senior year, there's some rankings that come out on a newspaper, and uh, for the weight class I was in, I think it's like 145, but... uh. Yeah, I was top 20. I think I was 20th on that list. Yeah, so it's not like, you know, it's, oh, I want to go college wrestle. It's like there were plenty of, you know, like your Penn State's, your Iowa's that would be like, hey, we'd really like to have this guy. Yeah. uh, Did you talk to any of those, like, college coaches, wrestling coaches? I talked to a few. None of those big-time wrestling schools like Penn State and that, but there was, like, uh, Arizona State had a solid program. That coach, he – he reached out to me. I got quite a few letters in the mail from a couple D1 schools that were reaching out to me to go wrestle for them. Uh, like I said, it just at that point in time, I knew I didn't want to wrestle in college. That I enjoyed riding bulls a lot more. And if you're going to go wrestle in college, you better be all there, or it's going to be a long four years if you make it that long. Well, what was it like? Because um, obviously you you enjoyed wrestling, or you wouldn't have done it and excelled at it. I don't think you know, but. Um what was it like the grind like when you were doing that? Like, how bad did it suck every week? Just because I, I yeah, I've worked out with you a little bit, and like those workouts you do, that they're they're not walks in the park. Right, man, it was tough. Uh, just wrestling is it's a demanding sport, uh, especially with the when you bring weight cutting and and the factor and just every day. You know, you go to high school, you're in class all day, and then it's as soon as that bell rings to end the day of school, you're right to the gym or you're right to the track, and then you're busting your ass for the next two, two and a half hours, five days a week, and it can wear on a guy. Like, uh, like I said, that's 
that's why it's one of those things you better really want to do it because it's not worth all that work if if you are at a point that you kind of done with it you know but man I credit a lot of like physical shape to wrestling I still I wouldn't say I work out quite as hard now as I did whenever I was in high school wrestling but I base a lot of my workouts now off of what I was doing when I was wrestling in high school and it's helped as far as physical shape tremendously whether it's just physical shape or bull riding because it plays into it you know, right. there's a lot of guys that say like man that wrestling really helps me and like it's kind of proven everybody, everybody I talk to that wrestled you know it's just like <laughs> you're good at what you do right I think it has a lot to do with body control because wrestling has a lot to do with uh, I mean strength and athletic ability comes into play but it's a lot of momentum and using your body and being able to control your body and weird. like a leverage thing right yeah and I think that definitely helps with riding bulls and just being aware of your body that helps just everyday things you know so we're, now we're getting into riding bulls now let's and you talk about the college <clears throat> you didn't really quit wrestling I don't think because when you got to um WTC you ran into Colton Frisland and I think y'all y'all wrestled quite a bit over there and Snyder might not have been sanctioned but y'all probably had quite a few wrestling matches right yeah we'd scrap every once in a while just get bored start wrestling I beat up on him a little bit and <laughs> You know, a couple months later, he'd work up some courage and try it again. Did he but, ever? Did he ever beat you? No, no. Let him be no. Yeah, we honestly, we I mean, we might have wrestled two or three times, but uh, I don't know. Cash Wilson, you know Cash. Him and I got a little thing going on. We uh, remember one time in Stephenville, we wrestled, and I whooped up on him pretty bad, and then we. Last year we wrestled again, and he actually took me down. So now it's like, all right, one of these days we're going to have our best out of three match. We don't, we, don't, yeah, we don't know when it's going to happen, but it's probably going to happen eventually. Yeah. So how did you how did you land on WTC coming all the way from Florida? Man, I I knew I wanted to ride bulls in college. I might, my parents really pushed the college education, and for good reason. And I wanted to ride bulls, so I was like, well, where can I – where can I get both of these done, you know? And uh, Clayton Sellers went to Snyder. And, you know, he went there and really started to excel. And uh, I was like, man, that'd be a good spot for me, I think. And he put in a word to the coach, Greg Rhodes, there. And Greg and I got in touch. And, uh, yeah, I signed for a scholarship. And that's where I started. And I'm glad I went there, man, because... There's a good group of guys there at Snyder. And every day we were either in class, at an arena, either bucking rough stock or whatever, you know, doing something associated with rodeo in the gym or just hanging out, having a good time. And I enjoyed a couple of years that I was there. So Sellers kind of like laid the blueprint for Florida boys yeah. coming out of there. Yeah. Or at least for your generation, I guess. You know, he kind of like showed you like, oh, like, that's kind of just kind of falling in the footsteps right. of that. Cause I really didn't have any clue as far as colleges. Like I, uh, I heard of like Odessa Ranger, of course Tarleton. And I'd heard of them, those schools, but uh, I really didn't have a plan or like any idea really where I wanted to be. And then, you know, like I said, Clayton went to Snyder, and he really did well there. It seemed like he liked it, and him and I are good buddies. And yeah, I just kind of like, well, it seemed to be a good spot for him and. I'd also met Colton, and he was going there. I was like, well, I'll know somebody there. So that helps also. And, uh, yeah, to West Texas I went. <laughs> what uh, was Sellers, he didn't graduate by the time he got there, though. Yeah, he was gone when yeah. I showed up. He didn't uh, He didn't want to go further his education like <clears throat> like the smart people of you. You know, you went on Tarleton, you're going to finish it off. Sellers, he said, now I'm kind of done with that school and stuff. So, yeah. like, what did it, going into Tarleton, you know, what do you, you like it more or less? I enjoyed Tarleton a lot too. Uh, like I said my parents they really wanted me to get four year degree, which I'm still working on. But uh, it took me five to get mine, so don't worry. <laughs> right. But uh, so after I finished at Snyder, I was like, well, where can I go to further my education and and still ride bulls, college rodeo, and hopefully get it paid for? And I reached out to Mark, and. Uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, heck yeah, come on, we'll sign you on, and started rodeoing for Mark, and I enjoyed it there at Tarleton, too. Like, uh, You came to Tarleton in 21, correct? 
for it was, sure. So it had been the year after the COVID. That's 21. Yeah, 21. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think they had the college finals in 20. No. But no, you, you qualified mm-hmm. for the Southwest region. So, And that's what um, Burgess told me when I was going to Cisco. He's like, man, if you'll make the college finals, Mark will pay for your school. Right. And that's kind of like, you know, like you earned it or whatever. And uh, so that's when I went over there. So, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure whenever you called, you know, you were in that region, you made the college finals last year. He's like, yeah, we'll take you, buddy. <laughs> get, get on over here. Yeah. And it worked out good. That's where I met Jay, which we had met before, but that's when we, I guess all of us really, that's when we started all really I'd hanging seen out. you. I'd never met you when you were at WT. Yeah. Like, I'd just seen you in. I'll okay. be honest, my first impression of you is like, it's about as far off as you can get. I thought you were some stuck-up, cocky, <laughs> arrogant cat, you know, because he he'd sit over there, he wouldn't talk to nobody, just everything, he got like posture to him, and I'm like, this guy, he's just a tool bag, and he comes to Tarleton, I get to know him, and I'm like, what an excellent guy, <laughs> like, this is the nicest guy I might have ever met. Dangerous, though, he is. Yeah. So what was your deal with Colin? When did y'all see, y'all traveled together? Yeah, we, uh, I guess I talked to... I talked to Fritzlin, I guess, a few times. And Cullen was always around, but then I, you know, then me and Cullen started chatting it up a few times, see each other here and there. And uh, anyways, he, I think you talked to me, or we were hanging out or something, and we started talking about you wanting to come to school at Stephen. Mm-hmm. And you just asked me how I liked it and stuff like that, and kind of the process of Tarleton and how things work and stuff. And anyways, uh, came down and hung out. Thank you. We talked a little bit here and there, and then, uh, um, you know, then you ended up coming to school down at Stephenville. We hung out a bunch once you got mm-hmm. down there. Been good buddies ever since. Rodeoed in that old blazer there for oh, a yeah. bit during the summer. Yeah, Jay, Jay used to roll with me, and then he left me. It was, you know, it's kind of like a relationship you're dating a woman, you know. <laughs> Jay left me for a, a better man. <laughs> <laughs> but Cullen was one of them that got all the college radios, though, that you, you stand up on the back of the shoots. Whenever he's nodding his head, you know, um, all the guys in the region, I think we all knew that, you know, want to pay attention whenever Cullen was getting on, though. It's almost like we're fighting for a second. <laughs> I don't know about that. I was there to kick his tail, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you're not college rodeo anymore, but you're still taking classes. How do you, what's the transition been like? Because like, I like college rodeos, but, like, now that, like, all you have to worry about is pro rodeos, it's kind of a relief. Right. But, I, so, like, what's it like, you know, just pro rodeo now? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have any issue with the college rodeos, especially with Mitch and Trevor having a lot of our college rodeos. The Bulls, for the most part, were pretty good, and I enjoyed it. But uh, some things happened, like at at the end of the last semester when I was college rodeoing, and I didn't end up making the college final, so I was like, well, I'm just done with school altogether. And then later that summer, I was like, well, I've already done so much of this school, I might as well finish it. And uh, by then it was too late to try and get a scholarship to rodeo. So now I just take a couple classes and I take them a lot more serious now that it's coming out of my pocket to get those classes passed. But uh, and then I guess it has been a little easier as far as getting to as many pro rodeos as I can. I don't never, I don't have to worry about scheduling them around a college rodeo, which, uh, made it a lot easier this yeah, year. all your classes are online. Right, so I can just take that computer with me and do it on the road or in a hotel room or, you know, it don't matter. But, uh, yeah, it's made it easier to get to some of these spring rodeos especially. I remember during the college rodeos, you couldn't really quite get to all the ones you wanted because you had to schedule around the college rodeos. And this year it's been easy. You can enter wherever you Wherever I want to go. <laughs> yeah, the proof's in the pudding. Um, Tarleton College Rodeo is usually always the same weekend as George Paul. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so if you're tall or you're ready for Tarleton, you can't go to the George Paul. Well, you know, you just went in one second at the George Paul Memorial. <laughs> Made two really good bull rides. Yeah. Good bull rides. What was that one like? I've never been, never been to George Paul. Man, that bull riding's awesome. I actually, it's funny, uh, I got drawn out of it this year when I entered it. I got put up in Clovis on Friday which only left Saturday open to get into the George Paul. And uh, they drew me out. I remember when I got the callbacks that day, I was like, oh, heck, yeah, callbacks for George Paul. It's drawn out due to conflict or something. I called Procom, making sure they didn't make a mistake. You know, I'm like, hey, what's this about me getting drawn out (laughs) Del Rio? You know, like, I was planning on being there. And I, well, they said Saturday was the only day that was open, and 
you got drawn out on qualifications for that day. I was like, shoot, okay. It's probably conflict though, right? Cause right. Cause I think like rodeo takes um, priority over extreme bulls because like qualifications, you're not going to get drawn out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was something, something funky, but so I was pretty bummed out and then uh, I guess it was, re- it was before stock callbacks, but they called me and they're like, hey, we got a spot open on Saturday in Del Rio if you can make it. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Way. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. And yeah, it was a blast, man. Made two good bull rides and that bull riding's awesome. It's bulls buck, guys ride good. It's and you just, um, that first one's party in, you drew two stockyards bulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Court Mountains. <clears throat> what do you make that pin? Man, I think his bulls are awesome. Like he, everything he's got that I've seen is you can win money on. They're all, and they're all normally pretty solid, just good, good buckers. I think he's got one that train station. He's he doesn't quite fit his pin as well. That bull's a little harder going, but even him, you stay on, you're winning money. So I think he's got a really good set of bulls. What was um, or did you have a favorite pin whenever you rode on, like stock contractor wise? I really like Frontier's pin. Believe it or not, that was one of my favorite set of bulls. Um, and then, yeah, I'd say Frontier is probably my favorite. I really like the Frontier radios, personally. I guess if I had to say, I'd still roll with Andrews. Andrews, I mean, Sammy's got, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, and I'm not talking trash, but like right now, James, he's kind of going through all this Diamond G phase and stuff. <laughs> and, I mean, there's some of them that are really good, but, like, they've always, like, I didn't think that they were a company that, would ever like looked for help in the bull business, you know, and they didn't need it. Like Sammy's pin was stacked. Oh yeah. And you know, but like we said, like the more the merrier, I guess. So like, all the whenever he's done with it, all he's gonna have is more better bulls, you know. But right now he's kind of going through some weed monkeys, and right. it's. I think. Heck, I think for the most part, most stock contractors in the PRCA got good sets of bulls going. There's not very many that don't have good bulls. It seems yeah. like. And it's especially like the bull industry nowadays, it's like, man, if you have one that is out there, one turns back, kicks and spins, like, it's not that special anymore. Right, like, yeah. everybody's freaking got them. And it's put a damper on, you know, backyard breeders that, you know, got, you know, they'll have 10 bulls at their house and they raise, you know, 15 yearlings every year and they're trying to make it in the bull business. Like, you don't understand, there's these monopolies that, like, like <laughs> yeah. Andrew's Frontier, like, mm-hmm. you name it, Butler, like, all these people, like, man, like good bulls aren't that special anymore no. like everybody's got them it's Which good, is, good for us bull riders it's good, it's good for the bull riders because I mean pretty much everywhere you go you got a good chance of winning yeah. so um, this year and something I want to ask you about actually is last year you um, you were sitting what, I think 16th in the world right after sisters uh, you're top 20 for sure yeah, it's somewhere in there. Said, so this, it's probably like your first year to you know break up there and be a contender and you're sitting 16th, and then you went home for a while, kind of called mm-hmm. it a year. What was the thought process? Why? Man, I was uh, I was struggling a bit, and I wasn't having fun, and I was just in my head driving myself crazy about just, you know, silly stuff. Maybe it was had something to do with pressure that I was put on myself. I don't know. But it got to the point where, like, I was starting to kind of run a little low on funds, and I wasn't enjoying myself and wasn't even I wasn't looking forward to going to rodeos didn't didn't really want to be there and not just kind of like oh I'm just gonna go home you know it's a weird deal but kind of went home and then after about a month I was like what am I doing why am I why am I home right now you know what I mean like I should be going to I should be at these rodeos and I guess I just need a little time to clear my head and get back to just enjoying it. Going okay, so bulls. do you have any kind of regret now? Is like because you, you were sitting, you know, like I said, I think I'm pretty sure it was 16th in the world. Um, there were literally only 15 guys in the world had a better chance of making NFR than you, I guess, statistically. But looking back, you know, you said it only took you know a month or two, and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. So like, do you have any kind of regret? Like, man, maybe if I just stayed the course. Yeah. Because I mean, you ride plenty good enough where like you wouldn't been running low on funds for long. Right. And I don't really have any regrets. I think everyone's on their own path, and God kind of leading us all down our own path, taking us our own ways. I don't really regret it. Uh, and I learned a lot from it, though. Like about yourself or about bull riding? Just kind of 
both, I guess, but especially like the, the way I was approaching riding bulls, just being, you know, thinking about it all the time, really putting a lot of pressure on myself and stressing myself out and getting in my head, getting aggravated. Like, uh, I look back on that, I realize that that's what kind of caused me to just say, I want to come home. I let, let that build up and then, uh, I guess you just learning how to let go of all that. Like, that don't help you. You know what I mean? Like, overthinking, being mad at yourself, all that does is take all the enjoyment out of it. And I don't think, me personally, I, when I'm riding my best, so I'm just there having fun, enjoying it, not putting all this extra stress and pressure on myself. So you say that's, like, the main thing that's changed this year is you just, like, man, you don't put pressure on yourself? I, there still is some, like, I mean, I want to win every time I show up, but... I don't let it get overwhelming, you know, like, uh, and I've definitely got a lot better. I've had to realize that, uh, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. You're going to get bucked off, and when that happens, you don't have to start freaking out and trying to fix stuff and thinking, what do I need to do? And, you know, the part of riding bulls is you're, you're not going to ride them all. You're going to get bucked off. you got to learn how to let it go and not let it get to you. So where do you draw the line from, you know, say one throws you off to, like, not focusing on it too much and letting it get into you, but also, like, you know, there was some mistake you made where right. you wouldn't have fallen off. So, like, where so where do you draw the line from, like, hey, we're, we're focusing on this too much to hey, we need to observe it for a minute to fix the problem? Uh, I don't know. I just, like, I'll just kind of naturally, like, when one bucks me off, I'll just kind of naturally, like, okay, this happened and leave it at that. Like, don't start dissecting it and watching the video a million times and doing your air bulls on the, on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, I you just kind of, I guess I just feel it. Like, okay, like, you know, this happened. All right, let it go. So like you bring, like, so like you bring it to the surface, acknowledge it. Right. Like I said, but when you start dissecting it and, yeah. di- and digging into it, then you're just surrounding yourself with issues. Right. And it just starts to build up and aggravate you more and more, and then. It's weird. You start to focus on something like that, and then it keeps happening, right? And it, that just send you down the wrong way of thinking, I guess. So what was like? So I mean, you're a gym rat. I mean, obviously you're physically very much in shape. Do you do? Is there like a workout? I guess for your fit, your mental game. Uh, is there something I don't like, really. Do you like to do like? Do you like to meditate, or visualization, or read books, or podcasts, or like what do you do to kind of get your mental psyche on the level that you'd like it to be? If I'm just present at a rodeo, just there, that's when I feel I'm at my best. Not not trying to control my thoughts or not trying to put myself in a certain zone or trying to uh, make myself feel a certain way or think a certain thing. You know, if I'm just there, that's when I feel I ride my best. And that's when I enjoy it the most. Instead of, you know, focusing so much on Oh, I need to feel this way. I need to think this way. I need to do this a certain way. I, I personally, I'd, I'd get too caught up in that. And so, uh, whenever I'm just present, enjoying it, just let it all hang. That, that's what works best for me. So, what are you thinking about when you are at rodeos? You know, like say you got X Y Z bull drawn, and you're behind the shoots. Like, what are you thinking about? Like, you think about your fundamentals. Like, hey, I go to the front end good. I set my hips good. I lift. You know, like, what are you thinking about? I just, like I said, I just try to just be there. In the moment. Just time. there, yeah. And if my mind starts wandering or something, you know, I've realized that for me anyways, you're going to have those doubts. You're going to feel nervous. You're going to feel, you know, you might think this about a bull or you might feel a little bit of pressure from a situation. Like, that's all just part of it. You can't get rid of that. Like, or for me anyways, like, that's just, it's natural, you know. So I, I used to try and, Human I to, nature Right much. I used to focus on Trying to eliminate that And realize that Like that's gonna be there That's That's part of what makes it fun You know You have these doubts And you feel nervous And oh this bull does that But then you go and strap them Step off That's what brings that Kind of Like heck yeah I just did that You know that's Reassurance part of it. Right thing. Yeah if, you, if there wasn't You know If it was easy Then it wouldn't be as fun Well and, and everybody would do it <laughs> Right Like exactly I don't know, bull riding's. That's what I, I said. I talked about the wrestling earlier, but like, 
That's why I'm a huge fan. I don't wrestle because I can't. I'm not very good at it. I, that's something not just anything been trained at, but um, you look at like the correlation, I guess, you know, and not just like on a physical aspect. You said like we were talking about leverage and stuff earlier, but like I'm sure like when you ever say you would get matched with like, you know, another really good wrestler, those doubts and whatnot you're talking mm-hmm. about, they, they creep in, but then obviously you very much excelled at the wrestling and then you're doing the same thing with bull riding. So like what do you do? I guess whenever like you know you do have that guy and he's like, Oh, that's that guy. Yeah. He's the he's the tough one, you know. Like, what do you tell yourself kinda of to put those doubts away? Whether it's a big scary bull or a big strong guy, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh for me wrestling and bull riding are a lot different because with wrestling I got to a point where it kinda of sounds bad to say, but I honestly just like I didn't care, you know, because I, I I got to a point where I knew I was kind of getting done with wrestling. I like didn't care if you won or lost, or didn't care like. I definitely when that whistle blew, I was wrestling to win, but I didn't care enough to like. I never got psyched out or anything. Like I was just like, all right, we're at this tournament, um, just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna go wrestle. You know, like was I'm, that you not caring, or was that honestly like the confidence in your abilities? So like this guy, he can't hurt me that bad. Like I'm. I'm I'm better than him. Well, I, I don't know. Cause it's, not, it's not cocky. Like I said, that's yeah. really you just telling yourself and it's like knowing what you're capable of. Like, are you, is it, I mean, you don't care, you're just not worried. I guess just not worried. Because, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'd wrestle guys that, you know, top five ranked nationally, three, four times state champs. Or, and even then, it was just like, well, that whistle's going to blow. And, and when it does, I'm going to go wrestle. <laughs> That's it, you know. I just, I didn't really, I guess I just didn't really uh, think about it too much. I was just at a wrestling tournament. So how do you, how do you differentiate that from riding bulls? Sounds a lot like bull riding. That's what you said. Yeah. You're talking about bull riding. Like, <laughs> well, when that shoot gate opens, we got to ride. When well, you're talking about being in the present, right. you know, in the bull riding, it sounds like you're a lot like that at the wrestling matches as well. Like well, you're just kind of there until that whistle blew and you're wrestling. I guess the difference would be is with the bull riding, I, I do care about it. So I think when you kind of, since I care about it, I, uh, it's weird. It's like pressure and stuff like that will get to me more because it's something I care about. Where so res- where re- wrestling was just like, yeah, wrestling was just like, whatever, man. I wonder what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight while we leave this wrestling table, <laughs> you know. But like I said, that's part of what that makes the riding bulls fun is we there's a lot of adversity a guy would deal with and then you go and ride a bull and and it, it's a blast you know get that feeling like you're on top of the world yeah it's the modern day gladiator um the pressure deal you you said like with riding bulls you know it comes on and this me and Fritzel talked about this he's like man he likes pressure and putting it on himself and being in that moment but like are you kind of more like i don't want even want it to exist because like really pressure's it's not a tan- yeah. it's not a tangible object so is it something you kind of like try to I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. Every bull's the same. Or do you like, you know, like, hey, we're freaking at the George Paul Memorial. Right. we got to ride this one. And, like, what, do you uh, put it on yourself? Or? Now I just, I mean, I just try and keep it simple. Just ride the bullets underneath me. Just get after it. Uh, don't really think too much about, like, the situation, I guess. I just try and keep it, like, this is the bull I got drawn. I want to ride him. I'm going to tie my hand in there get after it. What really cracks me up about Cullen, you specifically, obviously, but um, is you're such a loose and, loose and cool guy. Like, don't get in a big hurry about anything for the most part. I don't know. If you need somebody to show up late to a party, yeah, invite, invite Cullen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, just always having a good time no matter what he's doing. Everything's all good. And... Except when he's working out or nodding his head on a bull, then he's about nine oh and can move a lot faster than you think a guy can. He's business. He's all business at that point. Yeah. I don't know, I guess when it's time to time to get after it. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> well Riley over here, he's nine oh all the time, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I can't control my energy levels. It's one it's the ones I was born with, the ones I was blessed with. Might as well try to use them, make them useful. <clears throat> So, what's your what's your kind of your goals long term in, in pro rodeo, and then you think you'll ever dabble over in PBR business, or do you like the rodeo world more? Or? Right now, I like the rodeo world for sure. And what do you like about rodeo? It's like 
I just because you've been to a lot of bull rides. Uh, I guess the the atmosphere, the hanging out with buddies, the traveling, the rodeos themselves. That's just I've always had the goal of the NFR in mind, and uh, that's just kind of been the path that I've wanted to take. You know. So is it um, something like? Like, I have goals in the PRCA, and once you accomplish those, then you might go to the PBR. Or is it like, it's like, man, I, I can't do enough in the sport rodeo. I'm going to stay here and see what all I can make of it. Just kind of max it out and, like, the PBR something you're not worried about? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I really haven't thought about thought about it that much. He's, I, it, he's a simple <laughs> man. He is a simple man. A little hard to interview. He just <laughs> hey, hey, it's cut and dry, Riley. Quit making it complicated. No, I don't know. I just, right now, like I said, right now, I, I enjoy going to the rodeos and, I want to be at the NFR, and that's just kind of the path that I chose for whatever reason, the path that was chosen for me. I yeah, well, you're doing well at it, for sure. Appreciate it. What's some bulls you want to get on this year? It's If you can line up your five rounds right. in NFR, what's five bulls you want to get on? Because whenever you make it this year, by the way, I want some tickets. <laughs> but... um five bulls that you want to draw at the finals I don't know there's a lot of a lot of good bulls um there is one bull that comes to mind and I don't really even know why like he's nothing that stands out nothing extremely spectacular but it's a bull I've been on before and actually uh Tristan was like 91 or 92 on him somewhere uh over the summer last year but it's a bull called Bailey's Rosette Swag he's one of uh Bridwell's Big, pretty white bull goes out there, bucks, goes both ways. And uh, I don't know why, but I've been to a couple of those California rodeos over the spring and seen him in the back bins just standing there. He's bigger than everything else and just kind of like, man, I want to draw that sucker somewhere. I, like I said, he's nothing extremely spectacular, but he's a cool bull that I'd like to ride somewhere <coughs> this year. And you said you've been on him before? I have been on him before. I got him on him in Clovis last year and uh, – Warmed him up pretty good, and he stepped ahead, went back the other way, bucked me off. And I just remember thinking, like, dang, I want to draw that sucker again. And then watched him a couple of times, and for whatever reason, I just, he kind of sticks out. So, and you're a guy that's been coast-to-coast rodeo-wise, obviously. Um, what's, what's a couple rodeos you can think of that, like, you, like, no matter what, like, you're you're in my bachelor party right now, but if this rodeo is going on, you're there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like like your favorite like rodeos to go to, I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, I haven't been to all of them, but from, from the ones that I have been to, uh, I like Reno a lot. I think that rodeo is really cool. I look forward to going there every year. That was kind of your breakout rodeo too, wasn't it? Like for pro rodeo, like kind of gave you a a sense of like, oh man, like I I could compete with anybody. I mean. Uh, yeah, I guess that was the first bigger rodeo that I ever did well at. I finished third year, third there one year on my permit. Um, and did that you, might have something to do with it, but it's definitely a place I look forward to going to. It was Reno. And then there's a couple others, like Red Bluff. This is my first year going to Red Bluff, and I didn't do any good there this year, but that rodeo is awesome. That is, like... That's the ideal American rodeo right there, <laughs> Red Bluff, California. It's, it's a cool one. Well, and going back a little bit on that Reno story, you were kind of having some struggles before that, weren't you? Yeah, I and showed then, up there with $50 in my pocket, and then <laughs> I was getting home and, and made, a, made a good bull ride and won some money and helped get me through the rest of that summer. But it was that one's a lot of fun. We were talking about, you know, bulls you want to get on. What's, what's some bulls that you've been on before that you want another shot at or bulls that you've got on before that like, I'll answer this for him it's that midnight rider of Pete's I was gonna say spotted demon nope it's midnight, <laughs> it's midnight rider of Pete's um oh my goodness I was back there after I hurt my shoulder and I was there for the rodeo Colin can get on that sucker and he rode him 7.9999 seconds like I thought he was there and this this black bull first came, trip in the PRCA, wasn't it? I think it was for that I bull. So. I think it was yeah. Pete's first out on him. But um, this bull came out, and I was, he, he kind of just fell out of the round of the ride, and he was cone was perfect. And I was like filming. I was like, I think I sat on video all day. <laughs> and then this black starts catching gears and swapping ends and fading across the arena, and it just every jump got better and better. And Cullen, he just 
oh, it was amazing. <laughs> and then right there, about six seconds, he starts getting a little stretched out, but he's still freaking pumping it. And like I said, throwing him off right there. But yeah, if I could pick one that Cohen's got to get on, I'm talking about rematch. It's that one enough. Because like I said, if he'd marked that bullet, if he wrote him that day, I'd have marked him like 93 points. I was yeah. like, that was amazing. But I think Cohen right him now, you know. That was definitely one that got away. <laughs> that was gonna be that was gonna be a cool bull ride. And it, it's a, it's an excuse, but it's a kind of a good one. I remember on his hand at that time, he had you remember that big old callus? Oh yeah. Out. Like he, there was literally probably a quarter size chunk of hide that was like half ripped off on his skin, and man, he was doctor that thing and back, trying to baby it, get it to heal. But you know, right about the time it get reattached, he'd run his hand in there deep on a bucker and he'd just rip it back open, and I'm like. Dude, how do you shake anybody's hand? How do you how do you do anything? Because it's there's a chunk of hide just kind of hanging on his skin. It's got to be some kind of distraction. <laughs> I remember that. That was a painful couple of months of riding bulls. Yeah. What did you did you end up having to take some time off for it to heal up, or did it just callus over? It just eventually healed. I switched bull ropes, and uh, I think that had a lot to do with it. That uh, that rope I was using at the time, it would pull down tight on my hand, and I think that's it kept ripping it open. Uh, I got a new bull rope that didn't quite pull down as tight and gave it some time to heal. Um, I want to talk about bull ropes and stuff, but real quick, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell a good story because I talked about how he almost rode that bull. Let's talk about last weekend and Uvalde. That was an amazing bull ride in the long round. Nice. I, was, I, I told him the, the other day we come down here, but I was riding my recliner <laughs> and like about broke that thing. I was freaking getting it right there with him. What was that bull's name? Severe weather. Severe weather of... Uh, he's Danny, Pete cars. He was Pete's. Yeah. Severe weather of Pete's. Oh, white bull come out there, kind of hop, skip, bouncing around that corner. Got Colin a little shook loose, and then, woof, grabs a gear around the right. Colin did too, and it was what, 88, 89? 88. 88 points, and it was every bit of it. I was, like I said, I was riding over recliner with <laughs> you. That was, it was a fun one. And when if you if you don't know Colin and haven't heard of him, you know, and you're listening to this podcast, this guy is like if you can. If you can picture a like the perfect bull rider, this guy's got perfect form on top of every bull he gets on. Keeps his chest up, uses his knees, gets a hold with his feet, has a perfect free arm. The guy's like the ideal for me at least. You know, when we were traveling a lot, it was great to travel with Cohen because I'd watch videos of Cohen and also see him see in person, see how he does things because the guy does things so correctly. He he's, I mean. As ideal of a bull rider as, in my mind, you can get fundamentally wise. Well, that's something really good. Like you, it probably was helping you is like you know like for your style, what you were trying to like, say. Like you held your free arm a little low, and Cohen's really good about holding his high. Mm-hmm. For instance, you could be like, man, this is awesome. Travel to watch his videos and see him do it because my like to help me ride bulls. It, I, I pick my free arm up, and you're literally around it all the time. So like little details for the style that you were trying to create. It's like man, you literally had it in the truck with you. You yeah. can dissect his mind going down the road. That's right. <clears throat> All right, so back back to the bull ropes. I told my good story now. What, who, who makes you still go, Gilbert? Yeah, Gilbert's made the past four ropes that I've used. And yours kind of pulled down on your hand a little bit, right? Uh, so the first one that he made for me, it got to where it pulled down pretty tight. Um, now the past couple of ropes of his that I've used, they'll they'll get snug, like they'll just kind of. It's a Brazilian rope. Yeah. It's not really meant to pull tight, but uh. It'll come, like, pretty much just touch my palm. So is that whenever, like, you, you switched to one that maybe had a little bit bigger of a riser on it so right. your hand started healing up? I think so. That's what, because yeah. I remember, I think it was that black one, that first one you got from him, you broke it out at Lubbock? Yeah. College radio? Yeah, I remember that open. Yeah, I remember it, it kind of pulled down your hand a little more than you said most Brazilians do, and I was like, I bet it would be kind of hard for his hand to heal. Yeah, it kept ripping it open. I was riding a lot of bulls in that rope, though, so I just kept toughing it out, and eventually I was like, all right, you need to... You need to get something different. This, this did, you, did you? I guess you started in American. I did, but uh, I was like 15 when I first used Brazilian rope. Uh, it, was one, it was the first time I entered the open boy riding, and it was in Mayaca, Florida. And this guy Robert Swint he had this big old gray brammer. They call him Flip Your Lid or something, and he didn't turn back, but he would freaking buck like. I guess more of like a, what you would call an eliminator, you know, not that easy to get by. A lot of rare, a lot of kick, roll out of Kraus there, and he had pulled a couple guys down. I think he knocked a guy out like the week before that in the practice pin. 
So I drew that bull. This is the first time I ever entered the big bull riding. And the guy who owned him, Robert Swint, he, uh, he was a guy that helped me out, out a lot, and he still does. But uh, he would kind of pack me pack me around, take me to some bull ridings. He would bring some junior bulls for me to get on at the rodeos. And he uh, he just, you know, he'd help me any way he could. Well, he had this Brazilian rope and that he bought for me that day from a Brazilian because he didn't want me to get hung up to his big gray bull. He was trying to keep me from getting hurt. And he's like, I want you to use this because you won't hang up if you use this rope. And I was like, okay. Used it, rode that sucker, used a Brazilian ever since then. <laughs> I guess I switched in 2020. <clears throat> 2020, and that's what it was basically just because I was tired of hanging up. Like that old, you know, that old black rope I had. And this guy was committed to American bull rope. <laughs> I was, I this was, guy used to talk so much mess about guys in a Brazilian that you wouldn't believe that he's in a Brazilian now. <laughs> I talked to him like they were dogs in the street. But um, no, that's what I, I While he's swinging around these bulls with his hand stuck in his bull rope for the extra five seconds. That American. And of course, I probably could have just got a new American and been fine. But I was like, man, I'm sick and tired of hanging up. It's like, <laughs> and it's, it's literally, just, even if you just get stepped on and don't break your leg, like it's one bump that you won't have. Right. You know, so that's, that's when I switched and I really liked it and I don't know, I get along with it. So like I said, it's not that it, it changes your riding, which I, I, of course, when I switched, I expected it to. I was like, I'm going to be a real bull rider now. Now I'm going to ride bulls way better. And that didn't pan out. But I don't know, I do like the ropes more. You did like when, like, what, did you ride like six bulls in a row right after you switched? Yes, yeah, five or six. <laughs> it, so he won belt and he's 88 on that. Uh, what bull is that? Joe Rake. Jailbreak. Um, so if, if you're listening to the pod and you see the the cover art that crooked horn kind of spotted bull, that's the cover art we have for this podcast is that jailbreak bull. But yeah, like I said, bro, I switched and like no practice pin, just straight to the rodeo. Straight I was like, like, I ain't even going to try. It. <laughs> you got on Corianis? Oh yeah, I got an slump. slump buster. Yeah, I'm sorry, I did. I got oh, a slump buster. It wasn't the bull rope. That's what did it. I got three. <laughs> I got on three head with it, and two of them were little Corianni steers, and one was that practical J bot, and that might have been what that did it, it honestly, because I mean, they they said that um, whenever J bought that bull, they're like, "Hey man, I'm just saying, like, if you're in a slump, that's what we call them, slump buster. If you're in a slump, go get on this bull, and literally everyone who gets on him for the first time, they win the next place they're entered." And I'm like, "Hey now, <laughs> I didn't win at Starkville, but I won that weekend at Belton, so I was like, that's pretty cool. I was slump buster did it. I yeah. remember that bull." Been on him a couple times. Hagen's got, last time I seen him, Hagen had him bucking. Yeah, he was. Uh, he did good for Hagen. I think uh, Brady Randolph owns that bull now. He's back in Stephenville. I got on him just yet. Well, not the other day. It was a couple months ago. But Brady was bucking some of his bulls, and he asked me if I wanted to come get on. I was like, yeah. And showed up, and sure enough, old Slump Buster is back there. Got on him. He's the same as always. Just a cool little practice bull. That's awesome. Little, especially little. Yeah. What do you um? What do you like to get on for practice pools? Like stuff like that, kind of lower level, or do you like to go get on some buckers every now and then? Uh, a little bit of everything, I guess. Like, there's been times where I remember one time I called Brandon Stewart and he had that flying wired or something like that black bull that he's hauling now, like going to the cups and bull really bucks, and for whatever reason I just wanted. Let's go get on this sucker. and He bucked me off, but sometimes I, I like to do that. Or, but for the most part, just solid bulls. Just, I mean, there's a couple guys in Florida and a couple guys around Stephenville that I'll go to that just always have a solid set of bulls, good ones to get on. They, you can be. All right, guys, we're back. Um, we were talking about practice bulls, but the leaf blower outside. I guess we just come – on and during maintenance, maintenance hours, day. <laughs> maintenance day, this time of week, we're down here at the river and on Jay's bachelor party. And this, what is this, a condominium we're in or condo? Condo, dude, like whatever this place is, it's um, I, I guess the maintenance crew's here today. But so we had to pause it for some leaf blower action. But anyway, so the practice was you get on, and like how many, how many practice do you like to get on? You like to get on a lot of head or just kind of when uh, you need to tune up or kind of depends on how many rodeos I'm going to, I guess, that week. Uh, if I only have like one rodeo on that weekend, I'll try and find somewhere to go ride some bulls. If I got four, then I won't really be looking for it. But uh, I like to get on, I guess, as many as possible. As long as I'm, if I'm, if I'm not sore, then I want to be 
getting on as many bulls as I can. Uh, when I start getting sore, then I'll dial back on the practice bulls, you know. But, yeah, as many as possible. Really. So, typical week, how many rodeos you enter? Uh, I guess this time of year now, especially, get to the point where it's anywhere from three to five. And, of course, over the summer, you can go to one every day of the yeah, week if you want just to. Just about daily. But, yeah. I try and enter everywhere that, uh, that I can. I guess enter as many as possible, especially all the quote-unquote good rodeos or the big rodeos that have a lot of money up at. Uh, definitely want my name on the list at all of them. So do you have, do you have like certain contractors you like to follow? Or do you just like, hey, man, big rodeos, big money, that's where we're headed? Uh, for the most part, yeah, big rodeos, big money. But there's like this weekend, Carthage, Texas. Uh, that's one of those rodeos that like maybe... I wouldn't necessarily, you know, if I missed it, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But High Lows got it, and I I really enjoy High Lows Pinnables, and it's got decent money up at it. So like, yeah, I'll enter that one. Are you still on Southeastern Circuit, or are you Texas yeah, Circuit now? Southeastern still Circuit. Still rolling with the old home team. Yeah, I'll probably I'll always claim Florida's home. Um, that's I, I really like High Lows Pin too. They've got some good ones, and they got you know I think probably a dozen. I don't know them. Big old ball face. Big old yeah. ball face yeah. rental bulls. Yeah. That's what Jay and I were talking about earlier. Homestead, Be cool to draw, <laughs> draw a little swamp pop of theirs. Big old Brandle. He's cool. You got, are you wanting to? Yeah. You haven't yet, though? No, I haven't. I saw him at Magnolia the other day, and um, he's the one that got some big back-turned horns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never been on him, but I've seen him. and <clears throat> I can't remember who got on him, but he was right there on the left, and I was like, dang, that's something about to do. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's real yeah. good. They, they take him to the finals? <laughs> I don't know if he's. I don't think he's been. I think he, he should. He, he should, should be. be every year. He. I voted that bull uh, reserve bull of the year for our circuit last year. I like him. I voted that let's gamble of uh, Scott Garrett Barris as bull of the year for our circuit. That's a good sucker too. Yeah, that's good that's black the black guy. that yeah. Kelly won Jackson on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I think Brody won second on him that same yeah. year. I think yeah. they were both like ninety one or something. Brady Portnier rode him somewhere. One Cheyenne on him. One Cheyenne on him. Or the round or whatever Something. it was. Yeah, that's a good pull. Might have been shining. Yeah. What's Heck. crazy about them, though, is like, <laughs> even if they show up with one you never heard of, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> so going back to going back to college radio days, I was telling Riley a minute ago when we were pausing for the leaf floor. But, um, the uh, leaf floor is back. <laughs> then it's returned. Um, I was telling about that, that college radio at leveling that year and everybody was having trouble with that 6201 that black bull Mitch's oh yeah that year and that's when he he decided to grow up and become a bucking bull after yeah. that I went to the finals that year um I mean bull is a really good bull and then uh but not just that you rode him but you rode that 523 the same week I think the day before you know in the long round as a re-ride right because a calf yeah. or something's falling down and uh both of those bulls gave you awful starts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, both <laughs> did. I remember that. but like that 523, he, what did he do? He like, pretty much came out backwards. Came out and backwards and like stopped, then went, tried to go the other way, hit his head, yeah. and then like, then finally got it on. Coming ended up being quite a few points. And then uh, in the short round, you get on that black bull, and that was no different. Yeah. And he, he about hit flat footed and hit his head and <laughs> back up, and then. Then started catching gears and really bucking. Yeah, they, they were, I had a weird goes at both of those bulls. That was one of them deals, just hang on. <laughs> started rough and it's like, hang on tight. <laughs> it was just awesome because uh, just seeing, you know, you don't quit on anything you do. And right. just keeping your hands shut and really getting after it, that's, that's just kind of what I've always appreciated about you and watched, you know. Um, every time you get on and nod your head, you're all in no matter what. Tell you another cat, like uh, Dean Thompson. You ever seen that video of him at Fort Smith? Mm-hmm. I think he's on some gray horse or something. Oh, Dude. actually, I think I have seen this. And like he's in such bad shape. Yeah. Like ninety nine percent of red rock riders are just gonna reach over, double grab, and like save yourself fighting the day. Not a big deal. And like he it took him like six and a half seconds to gather them back up. But I'm talking about then he let the floodgates open, beat on this horse, <laughs> tree, so, and like that's the deal. Like his that dude's a freaking animal. Oh yeah, not just just come off ninety two and a half. That was him. awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. But that was cool to watch in person. Yeah, he um, Dean's he's a different cat, different animal. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of scary individual as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's uh, 
um, you know, we were just talking about those two bulls in that college radio. But what, um, who are some guys that you watch right now? Do you watch anybody or are you still just kind of you – do you try to stay as far away from bull riding when you're not bull riding as possible? Or you, do you still kind of watch some guys or – uh, talking about as far as like studying guys yeah or? just your set like, is there any like videos of guys are going right now that you watch a lot of or pay uh, attention to heck yeah there's so many guys that ride good pretty oh, much yeah. anytime I see a good bull ride I try and you know like man he did this good or that good like there's so many guys that do so many different things well you know so yeah. if it's a good bull ride there's something there to watch to and, and to. learn from yeah, right and for sure which is cool because pretty much everywhere you go now there's a lot of good bull rides so you can for me anyways i can learn a lot just watching a yeah. perf you know exactly how do you translate that like just from watching somebody to you know if you say like you know you want to turn your toes out like sage you know just from watching it like what do you do you do any kind of like any drilling of it or is it just like when you like hey i'm gonna turn my toes out like sage today and do it like, how do you bring other guys' styles and critiques or whatever to your own style? Man, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever turned my toes out like Sage. But uh, if that was something that you wanted to do, just right. for an example, you know. Heck, I don't know. I guess uh, for me, I, I spent a lot of time on barrels. Maybe too much time, but that was where I like would always try and like, if there was something that I was trying to do or wanted to fix or or try, I would do my best to get on a barrel and and uh and feel it you know but i think at the end of the day just the more bulls that i get on and you, you start figuring out things that work almost like uh like subconsciously you know like things start working and and the more bulls you get on the more you'll figure out for me anyways that like the improvements that i've made i think has come from just riding bulls like just uh, getting on more of right them. yeah like, the barrel is, I think it's great, but you can only go so far. And then, like, the working out in the gym, that's great to keep you in physical shape, but that can only go so far, you know? But I think, for me, like, it's getting on bulls. Do you think, it, like, the gym more, I mean, obviously it helps because you are stronger, more agile, all the things, you know, but do you, I, do you think it helps more of just your confidence when you show up that, like, I know that my body is prepared to do my job. Right, yeah. I think everyone, like, it's cool about bull riding. Like, you can approach it however you want. It's whatever whatever works for you type deal. And for me personally, like you said, I like to show up to a rodeo knowing that I'm at my best. And in order for me to feel that way, I need to be in the gym working out. And I think that wrestling kind of transferred into that like work hard you know but everyone you know there's guys that have never stepped foot in the gym and you know have a lot of success so I think really at the end of the day it's just whatever works for you and so like obviously the gym obviously works for you <clears throat> is that something to you think that like maybe one day you know you're like all right you know I'm gonna go ahead and figure it out I'm in good shape you think you'll ever like stop working out while you're riding bulls or is that just no, a part of I don't life? think even when I'm done riding bulls, I don't. I, I enjoy just working out, getting in the gym. See, Something about it. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I don't know. Maybe it's because I've done it for so long, and like for a long time, I was forced to. Right, and then it becomes just habit and just part of what you do. You think that might have been a deal where you kind of got tired of or strayed away from the wrestling? You know, what kind of like ended that is. It was kind of like a pressure deal, like yeah. force, like Cullen, you're gonna wrestle. Yeah. Like, and the bull riding's like, hey, that's what I want to do. It's not what I have to do. No one's going to make me ride bulls. Right, that that could have definitely had something to do with it. Uh, I am thankful that I wrestled, though, like I said, as far as just learning how to keep your body in shape and the things that taught me, you know, with, like, physical ability, but also just, like, discipline. And, and bare minimum, you can always, you know, right. kick Fritz and Sass. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna like there was that a one. story out there with Sellers too, right? Didn't y'all wrestle something? Yeah, he tried to wrestle me a couple times. Too. Did Sellers wrestle? No, he didn't. So, oh, <laughs> basically, but he's competitive. Oh, yeah. How does that go? And he's <laughs> freaking, and he is kind tough. of an ape-looking thing. <laughs> yeah. Does he get his feelings hurt or not too bad? 
No, I think he knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you hear, if you're watching this, or listening to this, Sellers. No, if if, if, Cullen, go, if, if Cullen goes missing, it's because <laughs> it's because Frisland and Sellers they went and drug him out. They, the they brought a baseball bat and a tote sack. <laughs> Probably took him to Lake JB Thomas. That's what happened. <laughs> so we're. Um, I just had a thought. Uh, what are some What are some bull rides you watched? Like had an opportunity to, you know, you're at Cheyenne or you're at Jackson or wherever, and you. What are some bull rides? You might have been in the practice pen. What are like two or three bull rides that you've seen before, whether it's Fritz and Makeham, Sellers, right. whoever? What are three bull rides that stick out that you're like, dang, that was an absolute bull ride? One was uh, Stetson on that Wild Onion. Austin. Austin. In Austin. That was one of the best bull rides I've ever watched in person. That was unreal. Like, it was yeah, cool. That thing, oh, yeah. Dominated him. Yeah. Uh, I watched Colton make countless bull rides. I can't really pick any out in yeah. particular, but watch anytime he rides a bull, it's good to watch. Like he, That's right. He's That's so right. good. You know, it's a, it's cool to watch him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, there's been a lot of them. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But when Stetson strapped that wild onion in Austin, that was one of you those. Paid, like, paid attention. Yeah, I was like, wow, that was, that was a bull ride. What about you, Alex? What I've seen in person, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I have a bad memory or not, but like, there's some of them I can't tell. Like, did I see a video of that or was I there? Um, and I don't think you have to be in person or not, but like, I think one of the greatest boys of all time is freaking Stormy Wing on Bruiser. Oh, yeah. That like I, said, and like, I wasn't there, so like, I can't say, that, oh, that's, I can't put it in the same conversation as like, I was talking about. But The one Brennan, when Brennan wrote him, though, that might be, that could be better. It's close. Stormy's was the rankest, but it was because PBR had that view on it and everything. But that that ground video of Brennan on Bruiser that was rank. Oh my goodness, that was rank. It's college rodeo, but like you talk about great bull rides. Like there's a couple that go through that southwest region that like you know college rodeo. They're marking like seventy three points. Which one are you thinking about? Huh? Do I know? Which one are you thinking about? Honestly, it's probably like some cats I don't even know. I remember uh, when Colton rode that Brendel. That's what I'm thinking in, in Portales, he was 83 and should have been by 89. Right, look, that me, was so right. Make me look, <laughs> make me look stupid again. You know, I told him my first impression of him earlier. First impression of Fritzlin was uh, wrong too. <laughs> Fritzlin shows up. He's got these cowhide chaps. He's wearing like a camouflage vest. Camouflage helmet. Camouflage helmet. No, I'm sorry. It's a cowhide cowhide vest and a camouflage helmet. And like you know, it's it's not your typical. Bull rider outfit, you know, it's like kind of like it's not your Texas look. It's not. What, it's not what. Like, yeah, hey boy, you from Colorado? It ain't what we wear down here. So I was like thinking, like this is a little weird, you know? Like I don't know. Oh, and then his uh, he had that Lafue rope that didn't have a block on it. The hot man. The hot man, Brazilian. Yeah, I didn't forget about that. But anyway, like I say, he shows up with a weird appearance, and I'm like, you know, I had doubts because he drew the big brindle, and I was like, I don't know who this new cat is, but you know, he's about to find out about this region. No, no. <laughs> that, 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 we region, found out about that region that region found out about Colton <laughs> yeah, Frisland that's right that's real right. quick and then like I said then you get to know him and like he's a really cool guy really good he's not, guy he's not some weirdo yeah he's he, a great guy he just likes to wear you know camouflage helmet I guess at one point in his life ain't nothing wrong with that you ride like him you wear what you want I guess so yeah he um he won that region his first or second year uh first yeah, second year was when that COVID. He was winning it whenever COVID. So it was you and him winning too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think. Kelly might have been third that year. Maybe he was. <clears throat> Ain't no telling. But I think of uh, Roscoe on that Magic Poison Frontiers that in the short round at Dodge. 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 He had 93 points. That was so ranked. And then uh, that one of Fritzen on that Brennell. Um, Tell me once you've been there in person. Yeah, got you know once I've been there in person. Uh, Kai Hamilton rode that. Uh, what's that bull he won Cheyenne on? Everybody wants to get on that bull. Uh, um, Trey Kimsey just bought him. Yeah, from Garrett. What is that? Brandon. Big bull. Yeah. Uh, out there on the left. Yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Big. I can't remember his name, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. He rode that bull at Amarillo, and. Anyways, I saw that person. That was a really, really good bull ride. 
I'm gonna look it up. Y'all keep it on or whatever. But I'm gonna look it up. Find that bull's name. I'm, I'm I think Kaiser rode that bull like three times, and then all of them were really, really good. I mean, you win Cyan on it. Yeah, so. that's one of Garrett, Scott and Garrett today. Yeah. It, it's not that big hat. Evil intentions. Evil yeah, intentions. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. why I looked up at Wasey Shala, yeah. young kid, rode him the other day at Tufts. Rode him at Tufts bull riding. Were you at that bull riding? Kid rides so good. Where at? Tufts and I think El Paso. Or do you go to any of them tough, tough riders? Went to Vegas. Yeah, he rode him at El Paso this year. But yeah, oh, evil intentions. Trey bought him. I guess he's taking the bull teams now. I think they've won some of the bull teams on him. But, all right, well, <clears throat> any wrap-ups before we get to Cohen and his conclusions? Cohen, you got any sponsors? You want know, to shout out? Nope, no sponsors. <laughs> Is it one-man crew? Yeah, I've had people help me out, though. Uh, uh, Dave and Sabrina Waller, they, uh, when I first started rodeo, and they kind of throw me a couple hundred bucks here and there and help me out and then uh, Greg and Lori Latham same deal they just helped me out they got me a sweet pair of shafts built and they oh, buckskins yeah and they've they've helped me here and there but I guess as far as like legitimate sponsors no, no well that's sponsors. what it, it takes a it takes a village to raise a child and um, so yeah that's what it, <clears throat> bull riding's an individual sport, but I mean, like, you can ask anybody, and I, I mean, you especially, okay. or anybody, like I said, is, uh, there's definitely people in the, behind the scenes that oh, absolutely. make everything happen, you yeah. know? You gotta get into the right hands, you gotta get taught the right way, get around the right group of guys. There's a lot that goes into it. Alright, well, I think we've concluded here. We're about to continue the bachelor party trip, <laughs> and then um, next time you hear from us, um, Jay will be a married man. You have any last words for the pod as a single man? <laughs> no, I do not. Jill, don't listen to this part. <laughs> I plead the fifth. All right, we're signing off with another episode of Shooting the Bull. Thank you all for joining us.